We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. It's July 7th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. During her visit to Beijing, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen expressed concerns about the challenging conditions faced by American companies doing business in China. She criticized the Chinese government's treatment of foreign firms and its recent imposition of export controls on critical minerals. Yellen's comments highlighted the difficulties in reconciling the differences between the two largest economies. The visit aims to ease tension, with Yellen communicating the concerns of the U.S. business community to her counterparts and advocating for a level playing field. The ongoing trade disputes and restrictions imposed by both countries have strained the economic relationship. Yellen also discussed the importance of healthy competition and clarified that U.S. actions based on national security should not be misconstrued as attacks on China. Despite the challenges, both sides expressed hope for improved economic relations. The head of the United Nations nuclear watchdog, Rafael Grossi, addressed concerns raised about the report supporting Japan's plan to release treated radioactive water from the Fukushima plant. Grossi stated that the published report was scientifically flawless and there was no direct communication from any experts expressing concerns. However, the Chinese expert Liu Senlin reportedly criticized the report, describing it as hasty and limited in expert input. The International Atomic Energy Agency, or IAEA, task force, composed of experts from various countries, was established to review Japan's plan. Grossi clarified that the report did not endorse the plan, but deemed it consistent with standards. China, among other critics, expressed worries about the environmental impact and potential risks to human health. Grossi emphasized the decision to release the water rested with Japan. The plan also faced opposition domestically, particularly from fishing community concerned about the impact on their produce. Grossi acknowledged the uniqueness of the situation and alluded to certain political agendas influencing the criticism of the plan. NATO is closely monitoring the movement of Russia's Wagner mercenary force, and their leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, according to the alliance's secretary-general, Jens Stoltenberg. Reports suggest that Prigozhin, who was offered exile in Belarus after the Wagner forces' mutiny, has returned to Russia instead. Stoltenberg stated that NATO has been tracking the travels of Prigozhin and the Wagner soldiers, noting some preparations for hosting the mercenaries in Belarus, but no significant movement there. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko confirmed Prigozhin's return to Russia 
mentioning plans to discuss the Wagner situation with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The situation raises questions about the deal that ended the Wagner rebellion, with Lukashenko distancing himself from the agreement and the Kremlin's response remaining ambiguous. Elsewhere, President Biden has given the green light to provide cluster munitions to Ukraine, bypassing U.S. law prohibiting their use due to a failure rate of over 1%. The decision comes amid concerns about Ukraine's struggle against Russian forces and a shortage of conventional artillery. Cluster munitions, which release smaller submunitions over a wide area, are banned by most countries due to their indiscriminate and inhumane nature. The Pentagon claims the failure rate of the munitions is now below 2.35%, but critics argue that real-world conditions could increase the dud rate. While Russia have used cluster munitions extensively, Ukraine is also alleged to have deployed them. The provision of these weapons has sparked controversy within the U.S. administration and among lawmakers. During a parliamentary hearing, the chief of the EU border agency Frontex hinted at the possibility of ending operations in Greece following a migrant shipwreck that resulted in over 500 deaths. The incident raised concerns about Greece's human rights record, with criticism directed at the local Coast Guard for allegedly failing to rescue the ship's passengers. Frontex's executive director Hans Lechchens stated that they are seeking more information on the incident and two previous ones to determine their impact on cooperation with Greece. The hearing became tense when right-wing MEPs suggested that immigration was responsible for recent violent protests in France. Legchens is under pressure to suspend Frontex's activities in Greece based on a recommendation from the agency's fundamental rights officer. Greek authorities face scrutiny as survivors claim the Coast Guard purposely caused the overcrowded vessel to capsize. Twitter is considering taking legal action against Meta, the company behind the fast-growing app Threads. Threads, which was launched recently, has gained over 30 million users, although significantly fewer than Twitter's estimated 350 million users. Twitter alleges that Meta unlawfully used its trade secrets and intellectual property to develop Threads, claiming that former Twitter employees who now work for Meta had access to confidential information. Meta denies these claims and asserts that none of the Threads engineering team consists of ex-Twitter employees. Twitter has sent a legal letter demanding Meta to cease the use of its trade secrets. The situation has led to a rivalry between Elon Musk, who supports Twitter, and Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta. In lighter news, a woman from Ohio unexpectedly went into labor while attending a Taylor Swift concert just a few weeks before her due date. Tori Hedges and her friend attended the concert in Cincinnati, hoping she could make it through the event without any issues. However, as they were leaving the stadium after the show, Hedges' water broke. Panicking, her friend sought help from a stranger named Nico Lacabucci, who called 911. An ambulance arrived and transported Hedges to the hospital, where she gave birth to her son, Lyle. Hedges humorously remarked that her experience marked the start of her new era as a mother, transitioning from the Eras tour to her own personal journey. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues 
Along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.